Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast, hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. We love to help you, our content creator friends, with actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads, and gain trust as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelley and Toby live every Thursday on YouTube or Facebook. Hello and welcome to Messages and Methods. I'm your host, Shelley Carney, and my bestie over here, Toby Unis, and I. Today we're going to be talking about YouTube creators can make a lot of money, but most don't. You know, as with every industry out there, there are a few top YouTubers who we point to. We say, hey, look at PewDiePie. Hey, look at uh, Mark Rober. You know, we, we point to them and we say they're raking in millions of dollars while the rest of us are struggling to get 20 or more views on every video that we put out. So we're asking ourselves, how do content creators monetize their work? And in today's episode, we're going to explore some statistics and we're going to tell you about our personal experience. And hopefully that will help you to explain how even a small audience can provide a path to financial success for the content entrepreneur. But first, let's chat. How are you doing, Toby? <laughs> I'm doing uh, fine. I got through whatever sneezing session I was uh, going, but had uh, had a good morning. Mm -hmm. And um, looking forward to the afternoon. I've got to go get some groceries at two o'clock, but I'll have dinner. And I'm looking forward to the um, house hearing this afternoon. And you? Yeah. So if you haven't had a chance yet, I wrote a LinkedIn article on uh, Monday. And I shared a conversation that Toby and I had over the weekend about, uh, is this working? What are we doing? Um, should we stay with what we're doing? Should we try something else? We'd also been exploring some other uh, topics that we wanted to talk about that were more socially conscious and controversial. And we had to think, do we want to go that way? Do we, is, that, is that the right direction for us? So we, we kind of had to come to some agreements, and we're still working on those agreements. But what we wanted to do first was to ask our audience to give us their feedback. You know, what is it that you want to see more of on YouTube from us? What can we do to help you more or to entertain you more or to be there for you uh, as, as that guiding light of content creators? Uh, what is it that we, you want to see? So if you are on our newsletter uh, list, and if you're not, go ahead and join that at news.com agkmedia.studio. And on Tuesday, we're going to be sending out an invitation for people to join us on a Zoom call. And it's what we're calling a focus group or a listening session. We just want to hear from you. Uh, we talk at you all the time because this is kind of a one-way thing, except for what's written in the chat. Um, but we want to hear back from you. What is it that you like? What is it that you want to see more of? And we're really interested in that. And that's going to help us and moving forward uh, to go in the right direction and uh, find the content that 
best speaks to our audience. So we hope that you uh, will want to be involved in that and join us on Tuesday evening. I thought it was a very well-written article. As usual, Shelley writes uh, great material. Uh, and I posted that link. Um, let me just share it with you for just a moment. I've uh, posted a link to that LinkedIn article that Shelley wrote that she was talking about where it is based on a conversation we had over the weekend. And um, we're kind of expanding on that article today uh -huh. because it is also called YouTube Creators Can Make a Lot of Money. And uh, that's on LinkedIn. I put a LinkedIn newsletter out every Monday if you're interested in subscribing to that on LinkedIn. Do me a favor, move your chair back just a little bit. I feel like the table is up on top of the... Just pull it back <laughs> just a little bit. There we go. All, All right. right. I, I couldn't figure out why we were so scrunched. Scrunchy. Scrunched. We're scrunchy. Oops. Okay. Bright light. Okay. Lights changing, scrunchiness. All right, we get this figured out. So next up is breaking news. You got a breaking news sound for me? Uh, well, I'm going to have to go back to your breaking news. Sarah. Sure, why not? Uh, how's that? Yeah, breaking news. Today, uh, this morning, in fact, I opened up my email and I saw that from Converge, they had sent me a content amplification report. It's a, another statistical report that came out talking about uh, B2B uh, businesses, marketers, and their experience over the past few years with content marketing and where they're headed with it in the future. And what they came down to was uh, the thing that stood out for me the most is that the thing that stops content creators from spending more time amplifying their content is a lack of time due to other tasks. As content creators, we focus mostly on creating content, but eventually we need to think about monetization and that's going to take us off into building digital products. And that's going to take some time away from our content creation. So how do we bring that <clears throat> all together? How do we make it work? Well, that's why I created the content consistency framework and schedule. It outlines the fun, creativity-strengthening habits that help you produce consistent content so you gain momentum and expand your brand and reach. And that is available to you at no charge, free. Uh, and it contains so much information that I have put together over the years. It's experience talking, but I've distilled it down into two infographics, a framework and a schedule. And it shows you exactly what to do, what habits you need to uh, incorporate into your life to be a content creator who can consistently create and still have time for those other tasks that um, that are on our plates, right? So you can go to framework.agkmedia.studio and you'll see this landing page there. And we answer the questions, how can I stand out online and connect with my target audience? And how do I quickly create engaging content every week? And go ahead and sign up for that framework and schedule. And uh, you're going to get some great information that's going to help you to stay on task. And I have posted that link in the uh, chat room. Yay. So next. We're going to get into our presentation, our training. And the training is about how do content creators monetize their work, right? We all have fun with the creating of the content. And then we're like, but but it takes so much time. And how am I going to make any money? And 
And how, you know, what's the, what's the return on this investment of my time and effort? Well, uh, let's start off with the content creator to entrepreneur timeline that was presented in the uh, research, the Creator Economy Benchmark Research for 2022. And uh, they tell us that it takes over six months for a full-time creator to make their first dollar and then another 10 plus months to be self-supporting. So you kind of have to plan on that when you decide that you want to be a content creator and moving into becoming a content entrepreneur. It's going to take at least six months before you can start to monetize and bring in some money. And then another 10 plus months to be self-supporting. And for a lot of us, it takes a good 17, 18 months before we're starting to have a consistent uh, income coming in from clients or uh, customers buying our products and services. I'm going to share that with you, folks. This is the report that Shelly is talking about. I have posted a link to that report uh, in the chat room. Um, it is uh, it is a combination of a report and uh, findings and conclusions. And um, I think it was important in the sense that it looks like the way they collected their data was pretty solid. Uh, it matches with our experience. I mean, you know, we had that same experience back in 2017 where we started live streaming within six months, we had made our first buck. Uh, and there was a point at which we could have said, okay, let's, we know we're on the right track at 10 months. We knew that we were on the right track and could have continued that way. And um, I think the piece that we were missing, you know, you hear, and we've just talked about, and Shelly said it several times, uh, there's content creation. And the piece that we're missing is the following two words and distribution. And so when people think content creation, they, they, they may be thinking and distribution, but if you don't say it and you don't believe it, then you don't do it. And that's the important part of growing your channel. So uh, this report uh, focuses not only on that. I mean, it, I don't want to say it focuses on anything except the uh, economy, the content creator economy and uh, what's happening, what's happened and what's uh, going to happen. So back that's to you. right. That's right. So how do you feel about that timeline? Uh, do you feel that's accurate? Six plus six months to make for a content creator to make their first dollar if they're doing it full time as a business and then another uh, four or five months before they can really start having a self-supporting income from it. So it, it aligns with our experience. Now, I think the big difference is that if we were to start from scratch again today, based on uh, what we've learned, we might take a different approach and might benefit. And there's a part of me that wants to say, let's start, let's start a new channel from scratch, see what happens and what we, whether it takes us six months. But the other thing that you have to consider is not only is it, um, not only is it up to you to, uh, have an effect on when you start making money, each of the platforms has their own set of criteria that you have to you have to follow in order to get into that position to make money. So for example, on YouTube, you can't start making money until you have at least a thousand subscribers. And and it comes slowly from YouTube. For, pardon me. You can't make money from YouTube. Right. Unless you have a thousand subscribers. 
Uh, now, uh, some other platforms don't have any of the constraints, but they're harder to make money. I always have felt that YouTube is the easiest platform from which to make money. You can make it from Instagram. You can make it from Facebook. You can do it in different ways. But uh, YouTube pays you for content creation. And I think that's what's different about it. Instagram doesn't pay you for content creation. It pays you for views and it pays you for um, promotion and it pays you for a lot of things. Facebook is more oriented towards the business owner who is trying to promote their own services or products, et cetera. But YouTube is very good about paying you for uh, content creation and uh, distribution on their platform. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that just because you create content that you're going to start making money because if YouTube doesn't think you're creating the kind of content that's going to be of interest to their viewers, then they don't help promote you. Uh, and you need YouTube. And, and again, it's their model. You need to make money on YouTube. You need YouTube to believe that that you know what you're doing, that you're creating credible and uh, usable content. And that's how they get it. Now, an argument could be made, well, all PewDiePie does is uh, play Minecraft and um, and tell jokes. The simple fact of the matter is, is that if you tune into PewDiePie, and I'm not recommending that you do this, but if you tune into a PewDiePie show, you will see that he has tens of thousands of online viewers when he's playing Minecraft. And here's why. Because he's very good at it, and the people that are watching him not only like hearing from him, because he doesn't talk much about what he's doing, you just kind of watch him, but... Uh, they learn from him. And that is true of a lot of the game players that uh, that make lots of money just playing games. Uh, that's because they have tens of thousands of viewers watching them. And YouTube pays you for that, pays you for viewers, watch time, et cetera, et cetera, even if you don't sell anything uh, in the process. So um, the platforms are designed to help you, right? If you know how to take advantage of what the platforms do. Okay. Next thing is the average annual revenue for full-time creators is greater than $100,000 a year. But that average accounts for a relatively small number of high flyers who earn handsomely. The median or midpoint revenue is half that, $50,000. Keep in mind this number describes all full-time creators who earn money, whether they've worked for six months or six years. And again, full-time creator indicates that this is worked as a business. So you're creating enough content and distributing that content that it's taking you an average of eight hours a day, five days a week. You're putting in at least 40 hours. Many creators put in more than that, uh, but you're committing to putting in 40 hours a week on content creation and distribution and all of the business parts that go along with that. Um, and then you can get to these numbers. If you're not committed to doing that for the uh, 10 plus months or what has been an average of 17 months to get to a full-time salary uh, level, then you're not going to see those numbers. And again, it's full-time treated as a business. And that's important to remember and understand that um, that piece of it. 
another thing to think about is you can make money even if you have a small audience, even if you're not monetized and getting advertising revenue from YouTube. If you have an audience who is interested in what you're talking about and they show up and you have a hundred true fans who want to buy from you, whatever it is that you're putting out and you're creating digital products, then you can also create that business uh, through that uh avenue of having that 100 to 1,000 true fans who just show up, are interested in what you're talking about, and want to buy what you're selling. So the challenge uh, of when you are selling a product uh, versus selling yourself on YouTube, uh, and I'm going to describe the differences. So what what Shelly is talking about when you're creating content eight hours a day, five days a week, and believe you me, if you're making money or trying to make a living at it, it's going to be more than a 40 hour week, you, you'll be in constant motion. You'll have 10, 12 and 14 hour days, some of which involves creating content and, the, and some of which involves editing to that co content so that it's uh, usable. But the big difference is, and I'm gonna use uh, personal examples, I make money from just showing up, right? Shelly and I make money from showing up. We're not selling you anything. As a matter of fact, we give away a lot of stuff. I have two children that are artists. And I have always believed, and we've attempted it in some cases, and they've had a lot of success. I believe that if they just got on it, had their own YouTube channel where they talked about what they did, how they do what they do, uh, that would provide them not necessarily lots of views, but a way to market their products. They both have Etsy stores. They could, you know, make things or show you their their tricks and techniques and tools. And then they could refer you to their Etsy stores uh, because he, Jason, for example, actually sells uh, in his Etsy store. He sells tools packages because he uses very specific tools uh, when he does his tin work. Uh, but they're so there's they spend so much time just making a living, creating their work. They don't have the time to uh, uh, create and distribute associated content. And the question that I always ask them is, how much time do you spend in marketing yourself now? And they they don't always have, and this is true of most people uh, who are artists and are selling their art. They don't know because it's so much a part of that day-to-day -day effort of creating their work, not creating content. And, and I guess you could say that's content, but they're creating their product and then they're making calls and people call and ask for more product or deliver this product. So they're, they are doing what they believe is marketing, but it's also integrated with the, with the uh, effort of creating their art that they don't think of it as marketing. As a matter of fact, if I were to suggest to them that, uh, you know, that's, that's marketing, sometimes they would take offense. They don't want to believe that what they're, you know, they're more open than that. I don't want, I don't want to be critical of my children. Uh, they're very good at what they do and they're very good at marketing their work, but I don't think they see it necessarily as marketing. Uh, at the end of the, uh, this month, they have the Spanish market, uh, every year, the last weekend in uh, July, it's held in Santa Fe. They get a booth, uh, and they sell their work there. Well, that's to them, they're, they're not creating any work. They're actually selling. That's marketing. And the reason is all those people are coming by, even if they can't afford the work, they take a business card. It has their Etsy store on them. Sometimes later, those people that come by and visit it, that visit that booth, 
will buy one of their pieces from their Etsy store. So, so, and they have very little time for that. I mean, they prepare all year round for this one market and they go to several of them, uh, but it's hard to be creating their art and marketing at the same time. And so I've always said, why don't you have a market that's always up, a marketing tool that's always up. And that would be the YouTube channel where you're spending, you know, two to three hours a week building content that you put up on YouTube and it's always selling for you. You don't have to wait for Spanish market once a year. So that's that's the challenge of people who are selling products. Now, if you're drop shipping, that's, that's even different. I would love to have a channel where I can show you a camera and then show you a place to order that camera and then you buy it from there and I get a commission and they handle all the back office stuff, the behind the scenes stuff. That would be the ideal situation, and it would be perfect for a YouTube channel where you're selling product. But the majority of YouTubers who make uh, living incomes uh, basically are doing it based on the content that they create rather than selling somebody else's product. Now, you can go, uh, for example, I know probably three or four uh, creators that make a living on YouTube talking about drones, period, right? And it can cover a lot of territory. Uh, but if they talk about a drone and they give you your their opinion on a drone, then down in the link, you can be assured there's, there's I mean, down in their description box, there's a link to purchase that drone and they get a commission from that. That may or may not be their the entire source of income because they have hundreds of thousands of subscribers, et cetera. And when you look at their content, it's not a, like we do, sit in front of camera and do a live stream. It's a fully produced uh, in the classic sense, film sense, a fully produced piece of content that requires hours and hours of shooting and reshooting and taking and retaking from a script that was written prior to that, whether or not they read directly from it, it's controlled. And then there's somebody that takes that content and ed edits it into that 20 minute video that you eventually see where he does a review on the newest DJI product. So that's counted in that eight hours a day that Shelley was talking about. It's not just being in front of the camera. It's all the work that precedes for them. That's what they call it. Pre-production, production, post-production. Post um, Shelley and I today are working from a show flow. Shelley spent two, maybe three hours putting that show flow together so that we have a rational way to describe what we're doing today and that we stay consistent with what we're, the information that we're trying to present to you. That's her effort. That's part of her work time. She referred you to a LinkedIn article. <clears throat> she referred you to a LinkedIn article that she wrote uh, over the weekend. And when we talked on Sunday, the conversation was, hey, I'm going fishing. What are you doing? And she said, I'm trying to work on this article and I can't think of anything to talk about. And so we talked a little bit. And then by that evening and the next morning, the article was done. That article took several hours worth of research, conversation, and actually sitting at the computer writing that article, uh, formatting it, uploading it to her LinkedIn uh, channel, et cetera. That was a, a, a 10 hours worth of work altogether when you add it up. But it's good content. And, and I know because I read it and, and I, it's an easy read from my perspective. That means it's well done. But it's part of the effort that it goes into maintaining a channel on YouTube that you expect to make money from. That's right. And that's just the uh, the integration of bringing all of that other content together to 
they highlight each other, right? The LinkedIn <clears throat> article uh, highlights the uh, show from last week and the show from this week and other things that we're doing. And it brings everything together. So uh, it all wraps you into our experience and to, you know, it's the customer experience. When you come into our world, you're wrapped around with all of our good content. And um, next, what I did was I, part of my research for this article that I wrote was uh, I looked up this article called current uh, way, current ways to make, well, it's current ways to make money online. It's actually called, um, what was it called? What was the name of the article? It was something like seven ways to Oh, need a passive income stream. Here are seven ways to make money online. And uh, we'll show that um, on screen now. And as you look at all of the different ways that they're suggesting, and this was written this month, so it's very recent. And as you look at the current ways to make money online and what's what they believe is working best, most of it centers on creating content. Start a blog. Um start a online store, um, start a YouTube channel, uh, transcribe things. And uh, see, these are some ways that uh, you can create content and then put it out there and then bring people to you. So what you're doing, basically, is you're growing an audience. First, you grow the audience, then you sell your products to that audience. And a link to that article will be included in the description box below. And uh, what else? More than half of full-time content creators are self-supporting and nearly one in five say they earn substantial income. This is again from that uh, the uh, research from the Tilt that we shared. More than half of full-time content creators are self-supporting and nearly one in five say they earned substantial income. So there's a really good number. So it is a good industry to get into. You just have to remember that this is a business that you are running and you need to treat it like a full-time business and not just expect everything to be easy from day one. Uh, you, you gotta work at it every day. And, um, Sometimes we do, and sometimes we take it easy because we're in that retirement age and we have other things going on in our lives. So we do the we do at least the minimums. Like when I went to visit my mom um, over last month in June, I was there for the whole month. I could still do that my minimums and get my work done um, while not being at home. But I couldn't do anything extra. I didn't take on anything extra. I wasn't doing much in the way of outreach or um, you know, uh, additional things. I was just doing my bare minimums during that time. But now that I'm home, I'm starting to do more of the outreach, appearing on other people's podcasts and, you know, um, all the additional things that go along with being a content creator and a content entrepreneur. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what, Toby, what do you think is the, most challenging thing for you about being a content creator, content entrepreneur? Wow. I'm going to have to bare my soul here. <laughs> was, did you intend to ask me this question? No, it just came up. I uh, just thought we'd have a conversation about right. real life because mm -hmm. we are content creators 
and we've been doing this for a while. So I think people want to know what is it like before they get into it? Because it's like, it's one thing to hear about people making money at it. Uh, if you know, but it's another to hear from people who are actually doing it. So, uh, there are a couple of things. Um, I suppose the big one is that, uh, I'm retired and that my retirement is taken care of. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have to worry about an income. And so it's hard, uh, motivationally speaking, it's hard for me to work hard to try and make additional income when I don't need to, you know, and that, that, that could, I don't think that's necessarily lazy. Uh, it's I'm 73 years old. We had this conversation. I think we started having on Sunday. We've kind of had it all week long, <laughs> yeah. but it's hard to be motivated when a you're, you, you're, so I used to, I, I think I've told you the story that uh, one time I was sitting with my daughter, my oldest daughter, Sean, and she was about to head off to college. And uh, we were talking about her experiences in high school. And she said something like, I feel like the best years of, of my, they were the best years of my life. And I said, you should qualify that. They were the best years of your life up until now, because you've still got years ahead of you. Well, when you're 73 and you've put in a good, you know, 50 years working hard at what you're good at, it's hard not to say the best years of my life are ahead of me. Uh, because although I believe the best years of my life are ahead of me, they're not the best years of my working life. They're the best years of enjoying my children and grandchildren as a retired individual should. So that's the first thing. The first thing is the motivation uh, isn't there. I don't, I've already accomplished what I needed to do in life in order to get my kids grown and off on their own, et cetera. So the, the, the motivational factor of having to produce income is not there for me. And that makes it really hard because it, it, it gets to, well, I don't need to, but, but this is what we do here. As much as I love doing it, you know, you and I together, it is not what I was successful at, right? I was successful at being an independent contractor to the um, federal government. That's, and I was good at it and I made a great living at it, you know, enough to raise, uh, uh, the kids and keep everybody happy. Uh, this is not what it is. So there's this whole motivational thing going on. At the same time, um, I I want to do something. I don't want to. I always I've always promised myself I don't want to be that retiree that spends his life sitting on the front porch watching the rest of the world go by. I don't do that. So my challenge right now is. How do I combine this, what we're doing here with all this, this studio and the lights and the cameras and the action with something that motivates me? You know, you, you have an interesting comment. I'm not going to I'm not going to prescribe your your uh, comment at the end of this program, uh, but it has to do with what makes you get out of bed in the morning. And that for me is what I'm struggling with. Right. You, this has to for anybody who wants to be a content creator. And, and I'm going to start saying this. I haven't done this often. Content creator and distributor. That's important. This is one thing to create content. It's another thing to distribute that content so it produces results. But if you want to be a content creator and distributor, being a content creator and distributor is not enough to get you up in the morning. I can tell you that from experience. 
you need to have another reason to get up in the morning. And that means that whatever you're doing in terms of content creation distribution has to positively affect you and ideally positively affect someone else because those someone else's are what your are your prospective uh, viewers. And you need viewers in order to make money on in this medium. So does that answer your question? Challenge is motivation. I got it. <laughs> so what is your favorite part? Are you the reason that uh, you enjoy it so much that you've been doing it for so many years? Uh, are, is this a therapy session or are we talking this thing here? Because no, I don't see that. Just, I don't see that question up there. People who've done this, you've been making content all my life. Yeah. Well, at least since, uh, yeah, you were even in a band in high school. So that was kind of creating content. No, so. no, no. I was a, <laughs> I was a newspaper reporter in oh, high school. Okay. I well, did. Yeah. Go. I was in a band. But in high school, I was a newspaper reporter and photographer for the high school newspaper, El San Miguel. So you've been a content creator all your life. What do you love about it that keeps drawing you back in? Uh, the effect that I see that it has on people. I think um, uh, I'm not the best photographer in the world. I'm a good photographer. I'm not the best writer in the world. But when I sit down and do it, I'm an okay writer. Um, I am technically astute in the sense that having the technology is challenging, you know, understanding the technology is challenging. Um, it challenges me. It's not challenging, challenges me. Uh, so I'm always excited when new things come around and I can take advantage of them and figure uh, figure them out and, and use them uh, to, to reach people. And that's what this technology does. I mean, I, I have never in, in my entire life up until, you know, Streaming became a thing. YouTube. I've been on YouTube. I've been on YouTube since what 2006, when it first started. Mm -hmm. And back then, it was like, "Is this going to work?" That's oh my before God. Google bought it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, so, producing and distributing content has never been easier than it is today. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, the concept of live streaming. Uh, was foreign to most people unless you made a living at it. And you did, right? We did uh, when we were doing Streaming New Mexico. Uh, but this, the technology that sits in my room, a, a one gigabyte modem with a camera and and lights and, and studio monitors and racks and tables and, you know, screens that I can stretch out and microscopes that I can share on screen, all of that, all of the, the ability to do that is amazing to me. And so part of the motivation is waking up to find out what comes next. What's next? What are they going to give us next? And sometimes, and maybe that's my problem, is sometimes the motivation for me is just, wow, the new Roadcaster 2 is out. What can I do with that? And this morning was a classic example of what I could do with this machine that I couldn't do with the previous machine. Um, it's so well put together and the firmware is so complete and it's so powerful in terms of its processing and storage that it it's makes what we do here an order of magnitude easier when it comes to audio production, the audio production uh, component. Uh, 
So, but that may not be enough. Being excited about what comes next may not be enough because, because I don't spend, I'm, you know, when, not, not that I do this, but when I finish here, I'm thinking about, well, where am I going to go fishing this weekend? Or I'm thinking about how do I build a trailer for a boat for less than $1,000 and make it useful and, and safe? So I have all these other things that are running through my head um, that have nothing to do with producing and distributing content. And so that's the, that's the challenge. That's, that's how I overcome that. What motivates you? What motivates me is um, opportunity and uh, potential. I want to, you know, I want to express my potential by learning and applying the things that are, are available to us. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, today on Women Conquer Business, I sat there and listened as Jen went over all of her social media scheduling apps and how they work and how she uses them. And I, you know, and I absorbed all that information and that I, you know, and I understand it so much better than I did a year ago uh-huh. because I've used some of it now and I've, you know, I've worked with it. So I, to, to have that, potential and explore it, you know, to become somebody smarter and more capable than I was, you know, a a year ago or a month ago, whatever, that I continue to grow. And, um, and then, and then just uh, being able to use that technology and that information in a way that provides a platform for, um, making the world a better place. Basically, I can take this information and I can teach it to other people and they can take their activism or their coaching or their um, their spirituality or whatever it is that they want to express in the world and I can help them get there because I've, ex- you know, I've explored my potential. Now I can help them to explore their potential and get their message out into the world. So I feel like I am a... I am a uh, conduit. That's a good word, a conduit. Yeah. I'm a, I'm somebody who can help other people get their message out to the mm-hmm. world, and I feel like that's um, my dharma. That's my calling in life. Because um, if you look at my my life path, I'm a three, which is about communication, and so that communication is is my potential. What can I do with it? How much can I learn? How many opportunities are out there? How can I grow my reach and my brand so that opportunities will pop up? For instance, I was on a LinkedIn Live on, uh, I think it was on Tuesday. Day before yesterday. And um, these people were talking about the Tilt Entrepreneur Benchmark Research Content Entrepreneur benchmark research they were talking about it they were people from the tilt and i was like i love this research i talk about it on my podcast and i talk about it in my link you know in my linkedin newsletter and and pam polizzi joe polizzi's wife who they work together she they work that business together the tilt is their baby she came on and she said oh where give me links i want links so i gave her links and i was like that was an opportunity because i showed up live i expressed that i enjoyed their work they want to see 
my work. So there's a possibility, there's, there's potential there and exploring potential and possibility and opportunities and having opportunities pop up like that is so exciting. My heart started beating faster and I'm, you know, my mind was like, oh, this could happen and this could happen. And, you know, it opened up horizons. To me, it was like, and I wrote this in my journal, it's like you keep putting coins in a vending machine and you think you're going to get, I'm, I'm going to get a club soda. I like club soda. I'm uh-huh. going to get a club soda. And I keep putting money in this vending machine thinking a club soda is going to come out. But what comes out is something that's even better. It tastes better. It's better for me. Uh-huh. It's the it's the most wonderful drink I ever uh, had. And I didn't even know it existed. But I kept putting those coins in. I kept putting that effort in again and again until it was rewarded with something I didn't even know existed. An opportunity came out of it, you know. Um, and now I and now I can explore my potential further. So that's why I do it. That's what gets me up in the morning. <laughs> and, and that's as good a reason as any. Yeah, that's a good as reason. And and you and I both know that I'm struggling with this right now. Uh, and so when I tell you that I'm struggling with it, I'm being very honest. Uh, and I try to be honest about why I'm struggling with it. That doesn't mean, for example, that by I'm just going to say goodbye to all of this to, to Shelley or to you uh, or to this. Uh, but I, I need to, I need to kind of put it in place for myself because, because if you don't, if you don't have a reason, if this isn't your reason to get up every morning, then it's not going to last. And I'm going to advise you that part of the frustration of becoming a content, uh, producer and, and distributor, content creator and distributor is that motivation because we're, we are in our current society not trained to be persistent and uh, persistence nowadays is not it it was kind of bred into us as children and 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 high schools with christian brothers and the us military a lot of people don't have that training in order to because persistence is not necessarily a trait it's not a character trait persistence is something that you earn over time to, when you realize that in order to accomplish something, it takes persistence, commitment, and things like that. And for a lot of us that don't have those characteristics, those traits, um, and, and we're not persistent, and it's easy for us to be committed to something else, uh, though that's the kind of challenges that you're going to face as you become a content creator and distributor. So I'm going to turn off our microphones for just a second. Well, I'm going to finish up the show, and Toby has an urgent errand he has to run. So let's one more time explain about the content consistency framework and schedule. That, again, is answering those questions for you. Um, How can I stand out in a crowded marketplace online, and how um, how can I be seen, and how can I continue to create content in a consistent manner. And if you are a new content creator and you're wondering those things yourself, or maybe you're a coach or you're a speaker or somebody who just wants to expand your brand online, this is a wonderful opportunity to 
explore your potential. So check that out at framework.agkmedia.studio. And again, that link will be in the description. Now I want to share a little inspiration with you. This comes from Marcus Aurelius Meditations. And he said, whenever you have trouble getting up in the morning, remind yourself that you have been made by nature for the purpose of working with others, whereas even unthinking animals share sleeping. And it's our own natural purpose that is more fitting and more satisfying. In other words, why do we get up in the morning? Why do we stop sleeping? Why do we get out of our comfortable bed and get to work? There's got to be something. And he says it's working with others. So if you need an extra boost to get out of bed in the morning, and if you need something more than caffeine to get you excited about getting on with your day, then think about this. People are depending on you. Your purpose is to help the world, all of us, to render this great work together to make the world a better place. And we're waiting and excited for you to show up. So show up, explore your potential, and become that content entrepreneur by dedicating and committing yourself to those full-time hours of really putting out the best content you can to make the world a better place. And I appreciate you all for being here today. And we're going to um, see you again soon. Again, we'll be on this evening talking about a totally different topic. We're going to be showing the, uh, the January 6th hearings on our other channel. And we'll be back again next week for more. But if you are looking forward to newsletters, make sure you're on our newsletter list, news.agkmedia.studio. And, um, and oh yeah, if, if you're on our newsletter list, you're going to get an invitation on Tuesday to join us on a Zoom call for a listening session, focus group session. And to get signed up on that is news.agkmedia.studio. And again, um, We hope to see you there so that you can share information with us about what you want to see more of on our YouTube channel and in our podcast. So we'd appreciate um, having you in our focus group Tuesday night. And that's all we have for today. We thank you for your kind attention and we'll see you again next week. Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Live 2.0, hosted by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices, too. Check the show notes for links and resources, and please come back again next week.